How's it going, everybody? It's uh, Justin Ward, Justin Ward Podcast. Hope everybody's having a great Saturday afternoon watching college football. Hope you're, uh, your favorite team or alma, alma mater won. Um, I'm currently watching my favorite team lose to Kansas State. A um, couple topics I want to touch on. Um, number one, Kansas State. You know, I I see them play every year. I've seen them play live several times. <clears throat> Bill Snyder, whoever the coach is uh, now. This team is, is, is a consummate winner. And I don't think they get enough credit for um, the continued success that they have. They are the Virginia Tech of the Big 12. They do everything the right way. They recruit kids that play hard. They recruit kids that buy into the system. And that has gone on for years and years and years. And they constantly do not get the credit for it. I've seen Kansas State roll out there with, you know, wide receivers playing quarterback um, and have success. It's because the kids are completely bought into the system. And and it kind of got me to thinking, you know, about the, the individualism of of the athlete in college sports, not just college sports, but the NFL as well. Um, you know, if you don't have kids that are bought into your system, and what I mean by that is is if you have if you've ever been a part of a team setting and you are uh you know a, a group, whether it be a football team, basketball team or whatever, you can kind of get a feel for the dynamic by the way the guys talk in the locker room, on the field, on the sideline. And, you know, um, maybe not everybody can relate to this. I can relate to this. Uh, you'll have guys that do not um, agree with what the coaches say or agree with the play call or think they're not getting enough playing time. And Kansas State just doesn't have guys like that. And you look around the country, and I think you see a lot of teams um, that that probably do have guys like that. I think that, uh, you know, I use Texas Tech a lot. I think that's a huge problem with Texas Tech. And when coaches mean they want to change the culture, they want guys like the players that play for Kansas State. They want yes men. They want guys that don't necessarily agree with everything that the coach says, but they don't speak out for the greater good. They are born leaders, and that's what you want in a football player. And, and, it, and it makes me scratch my head because coaches tend to recruit the better athletes, and that's not necessarily – necessarily the better athletes aren't always the players that are so-called yes-men, that are for the better of the team. They say they are in the media – uh, I would say a good 75% of players in college football are not bought into their system. And it, and it just amazes me year in and year out how Kansas State can um, recruit guys that buy into the system. I would love to know their, uh, their recipe for success. I think we're seeing it with Baylor right now. Um, can it last? Maybe. I, I don't know. The bigger they get... You know the 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 higher the peak they get, the you know you don't gamble on they they might gamble on guys in the future that that may not be those guys, and all it takes is a couple of bad apples. And Kansas State's been able to avoid that for a long, long time. And um, you know, I I just wanted to speak to that. Um, 
Moving on, I think this was a great week of college football. Um, you know, a, a few predictions I had in episode two did did absolutely come true. Uh, West Virginia definitely gave Oklahoma State a run for their money. Um, West Virginia is a wild card team that you do not want to play, but um, they're kind of at the bottom of the barrel of the uh, of the Big Twelve. Um, Texas losing, no surprise there. I don't think Tom Herman's the guy for the job. I don't know who is. I think even if you brought in a Nick Saban type, I still feel like Nick Saban loses two or three games a year. The Big 12 is a lot tougher than people give it credit for. I think that they beat each other up all year. Um, the SEC is, is an excellent conference, but if you look up and down Alabama schedule, how many top 10 teams do they play a year? It's, it's, they almost get a walk into the uh, BCS Final Four. Not BCS, I'm sorry. College Football Playoff Final Four. So um, is the SEC overrated? I don't know. I don't think so. I know they recruit a lot of players out of Texas. And, uh, you know, are they overrated? I have no idea. But, um, yeah, great week of college football. I still think LSU is the is the absolute clear-cut favorite. If I had to put, if I had a million dollars to put down on any team in college football, it's kind of cliche, but I think I'm going to go with LSU. I like Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is going to be the number one overall pick in the draft. I think he's going to be a difference maker his rookie year, um, even if it is a Cincinnati or a Washington. Um, you know, I think the kid's kid is a true winner. Um, yeah, looks like they're winning 21 to six right now pretty handily. I, I just don't see them losing a game. Uh, one thing that did surprise me was how bad Michigan beat Indiana. Um, Michigan might be for real. I think Shea Patterson might have figured it out. I don't think they can sneak into the playoff, but um, they're gonna get a New Year's Eve ball. Um, shockingly enough, I think Jim Harbaugh is gonna leave at the end of this year. I think that, uh, Barring him beating Ohio State, which I think is doable right now just because they're hot, um, I I think that he leaves at the end of the year and tries to get back into the NFL if they will have him. Um, <clears throat> Todd Helton at USC, he blew up uh, UCLA today. I don't think he keeps his job. I think they want Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer wants USC. I fully expect him to be there at the end of the year. Um couple places where I was wrong, SMU did get beat by Navy. I hate seeing SMU lose. I really, I, I want to see them, uh, I want to see the Pony Excess days again. Uh, I don't think I, that I'm alone in that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, a lot of, lot of good college football on today. I think next week's going to be even better. Uh, Alabama was pretty impressive without Tua. They were able to, to blow out um, School of the Deaf and Blind with uh, – with a backup quarterback, and I think uh, Mac Jones, I think that's pretty good. Uh, Saban had the reins on him big time, 10 of 12 for 275 yards. I mean, I, I don't think Saban trusts him at all, especially with how emotional he got in the press conference uh, discussing to his injury. Um, Penn State, Ohio State, Chase Young's an animal. I, I, I don't know if that man is half uh, beast, half human. I don't know if he has any human in him. Three sacks. 
He uh, he now owns the Ohio State record for sacks, which is saying something because uh, if you've ever heard of the Bosa brothers, they actually went through there. So um, that's, gosh, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. I don't see him, I don't see a scenario in him going to the Cowboys, but man, whoever gets him, NFL, watch out. A uh, couple games still to come. Utah, Arizona, like I said, you know, Tate at quarterback for Arizona, he can run all over anybody that he plays. So that's going to be a good one. I can't wait to watch that one. Oklahoma up on TCU right now. I think they're going to probably win handily, but I don't sleep on TCU. Oregon is struggling with Arizona State a little bit, but I think they'll pull away and and uh, get the victory. I don't see them getting that playoff spot just because Georgia edged Texas A&M, which I said they would. Um, so, yeah, you know, Final Four right now, I think that's what we're going to get. Um, I think that LSU is going to play Georgia. Well, I'll take that back. LSU is going to play Georgia in the SEC championship game. LSU will win handily. And we will probably see Alabama in the Final Four. Maybe Oregon. But I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, that's just the way the dominoes fall. Uh, I, I, I wish I could be a fly on the wall in the room when they're making these selections because I think it's just a big money grab. Um, so state of college football, it's, it's, it's going to be the same until we can get that eight team playoff that everybody wants. Once you get that eight team playoff, you can't, you have an opportunity to get teams like an Oregon, like a UCF, like a Boise state in there to really shake things up. Do I think that they can make a run? Probably not. But it will make it more interesting. It'll make it more watchable. And it's more revenue for the NCAA. Why? Why not? Um, so, yeah, college football, great. Another thing I wanted to touch on, um, you know, that I've seen a lot on Twitter. I, I am a huge Yankees fan. Um, I wanted to touch on the, the Jacoby Ellsbury thing. Um, Yankees released Jacoby Ellsbury. Earlier in the week, um, not so much of a surprise. They owed him $26 million. They are evidently trying to not pay him that $26 million. And in my opinion, they should not have to pay him. This will probably go to arbitration. Um, I don't know how that's going to go. That's going to be very interesting. But... Uh, Huge question, does Jacoby Ellsbury deserve that money? Probably not. I think he was the biggest fluke in Yankee history. And I say that lightly. You have A-Rod who didn't deliver uh, what we expected, but he did deliver a championship, and he stayed on the field. Ellsbury is kind of an afterthought. To waste $26 million on him, that could take away from us signing a Garrett Cole, a Steven Strasburg, a Zach Wheeler somebody to help that that rotation. So that's a huge um that's a huge question mark going into the offseason for the Yankees. Um do I think that they will sign Garrett Cole whether or not they fix this thing with Ellsbury? I think that they do not. I think that the Yankees have changed their MO. 
I think they truly believe that their farm system is the way to go. Do I agree with it? No, I do not. But that's that's the way they're going to go. Um, Garrett Cole is going to um, he's going to pull in thirty million dollars a year, and and uh, Yankees just don't spend that kind of money anymore because kind of one of those uh, once bitten twice shy kind of things. So. Just a couple, uh, just a couple of things I wanted to touch on there. Um, I stay pretty plugged into Yankees Twitter. Um, really looking forward to NFL tomorrow. I think the Cowboys have a prime opportunity to prove that they can beat a quality team, and I think now's the best time to do it because Brady Brady is not at his peak. Um, I don't know that he's on a downslide. I think that he's just put together a bad couple of games. If he continues that against a subpar Cowboy defense, uh, I think the Cowboys edge him out. I think Dak right now is playing the best football of his life. I don't know that he can continue that, but I hope he can. Um, they got to do everything right to beat the Patriots. That defense is probably the best defense I've ever seen. And, and a lot of people don't agree with that just because they don't have a lot of big names. But... It's a Bill Belichick defense. What do you expect? Uh, they're always going to put quality uh, football out there on the field. And and uh, Belichick's obviously a genius. He's been there before. Um, but, yeah, uh, my prediction on that one, I think the Cowboys win uh, 21-17. Kind of a bold pick, but but that's that's where I stand on it, and, uh, and I stick with it. Um, but that obviously that's barring a lot of lot of different things. Brady playing bad and 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 Dak continue to do what he does. Um, NFL MVP is also a hot topic. If I had to vote today, I would probably vote Lamar Jackson. I don't think Lamar Jackson's the best quarterback in the NFL because he hasn't really played anybody besides the Patriots and I know he did torch them but um if if you look at Lamar Jackson's numbers he is on pace for 1200 rushing yards that would be considered pro bowl running back numbers and I think that you have to account for that as well and 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 you say well you know that makes that's part of what makes him a good quarterback but at the same time, uh, our definition of what a good quarterback is, is is basically Tom Brady. You want a guy that's going to be able to stand there and throw the ball, stay in the pocket, um, and, and, and make plays for his team. And can Lamar Jackson do that come playoff time? Things change in the NFL come playoff time. We've seen that. We've seen teams falter. We've seen the Cowboys do it a thousand times. We've seen Tony Romo do it. We've seen Dak Prescott do it. It, it, it happens. It takes a special kind of person to, um, to be a quarterback in the NFL in crunch time, meaning playoffs. So, um, you know, a few, last year I think we saw Patrick Mahomes kind of figure that out against the Patriots. I know he didn't get a fair crack at things, but uh, there, there were a lot of other opportunities to win that game. And um, I just don't think they capitalized Brady came out. Brady was the better quarterback. Mahomes is going to figure it out. That's that's my favorite NFL player, and, and, and I think he figures it out. I think he knows what he has to do, barring uh, barring injuries. So, um, you know, 
A lot of good NFL games tomorrow. Dominoes starting to fall. This is my favorite time of year, even though football is almost over. Um, looks like Alabama uh, LSU just went up twenty eight to six. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna win handily. I I I wish I had a million. I'd I'd put it on them for uh for the national championship because I don't think that with two out Alabama has any kind of chance whatsoever, uh, <laughs> barring an experimental surgery again that can pop his hip back into place. But um. But uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Saban can surprise you from time to time, but I don't think Mac Jones is, is the guy that can get it done, even with all the weapons he has on the outside. So um, they're going to continue to play school deaf and blind. They'll probably get into uh, to the playoffs. We will see an LSU-Alabama matchup uh, game one of the college football playoff, and, and, uh, and, and LSU will blow them out, barring uh, you know what happens with Tua, which... Everything I'm seeing says that he will not be back. So um, that's kind of my college football recap. A lot of things from episode two I was I was correct on. Some things I was wrong on. Um, you know, a couple things to watch out for is obviously, like I said, Alabama and Oregon, the fringe teams trying to get in. And, um, you know, I'm going to continue to watch the Texas Tech game and, and uh, be disappointed like a, like a normal little Texas Tech fan does. So you guys have a good night, and I will hear from you tomorrow.